Hey friend, welcome to The Ashley O Show. I'm your host, Ashley O'Connor. I'm a registered nurse turned health coach, and I am on a mission to keep people out of the hospital and into healthier lives than they ever thought possible. How? By getting back to the basics, prioritizing mental health, ditching diet culture, and repairing our relationships with food, fitness, and our bodies. Expect unfiltered, unapologetic, and unsugarcoated conversations about building lives, careers, bodies, and minds that are stronger than we could have imagined. The truth is, I don't have it all figured out, but I plan on spending my life searching for answers to the most important questions. This podcast is all about bringing you along for that ride. Now let's go chase some uncertainty. What is up, guys? Welcome back to The Ashley O Show. Today, we are talking about what I think is a universally applicable topic, at least at some point in each of our lives, maybe for you right now. So we're going to talk about how to feel more comfortable in the weight room. This one is inspired by my past experience, as well as conversations that I've had recently with women and by trends that I'm seeing on social media in general. If you've been following along at all on social media, so go follow me on Instagram at Ashley O Show. But I've just been talking about this topic a little bit more because I am so passionate about getting more women in the weight room. I think it's where we belong. We don't need to be cardio queens anymore. If you love cardio, that's beautiful. Do some cardio, but I highly encourage you to also include strength training. We all need it. It's not just for the dudes or the bros or whatever. And I'm so happy to see that more and more women are in the weight rooms. You see it on Instagram, you see it on TikTok, you see it all over where people are posting videos of themselves lifting. And what we're also seeing is that more and more body representation is happening as well, which literally lights me up so much because we have enough representation of women with like perfect Instagram bodies in their 20s who, you know, have a flat stomach and muscles and wear the size extra small and have abs or whatever. Like we have plenty of Instagram fitness influencer type models that we see all the time in the weight room. And of course, what that creates is this feeling like I have to look like that in order to fit in to that room, which just I'm here to tell you a spoiler. uh, That's complete bullshit. You belong in that weight room regardless of what size you are or what body type you have. But what I am seeing happen more and more on social media is as more body representation is happening, as we are seeing different types of bodies in the gym that so that we can see ourselves represented there and feel like we aren't alone, like so that we can see the full spectrum of what bodies can look like while lifting weights, which is what we all freaking need. While we see that happening, we also see the comment section and that comment section really tells us a lot about where society is, and it can really feed into our own insecurities and fears. So let me expand on what I mean by this. When you see perfect Instagram influencer models in their 20s lifting weights in, you know, tiny shorts and a sports bra, nobody comments about what clothes they are wearing. Nobody comments about that they don't belong in the space or they don't belong in the gym. I mean, you definitely get mean comments on those threads as well. Let me tell you, you get comments like that they're only there for vanity or blah, 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 whatever. There's tons of crap that happens there. But what you see on videos or reels or things like that, that are of people in different body types and larger body types, you get far more commentary about how they don't belong, how they shouldn't be there until they lose this much weight, how they should put more clothes on, how they don't deserve to wear a sports bra, how they don't deserve to wear the shorts, cover that up, cellulite's gross, blah, 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 stretch marks. Like 
the comment section is a minefield. And honestly, this is true for anyone posting on social media, unfortunately. But I see it especially for women and especially even more for women who exist in larger bodies than society has deemed correct, which is bullshit. I'm just like going to tell you that also. There is no one size that is healthy. There is no one size fits all approach to any of this. It's truly not the number on the scale. It's about the behaviors and the lifestyle and the choices that we make. But obviously, I've gone off on a big tangent because this topic just gets me so upset and fired up and defensive because as a coach and as the type of person that I am, I care deeply about people who I choose to represent. I don't actually know how to put this into words, I suppose, but the women that I work with and every other woman that fits that same demographic, I feel protective. I feel defensive because of my younger self, because of myself currently, and because of all of the people that I care about, which is essentially all of you badass women who belong in a gym, who feel like they're so confused by this industry, who feel abandoned by it, who don't know what to do, who are starving themselves or restricting themselves and feeling like they can't pass a mirror without hating themselves. I feel so protective of that group of women because I know that feeling and the comment section and all of the all of this commentary that exists about whether women belong in the weight room and what kind of clothes they should or shouldn't wear i'm doing air quotes like all of that gets me so heated <laughs> it takes a lot but i will get heated about people who i care about and that is all of you and so the idea that any of you wouldn't feel comfortable stepping into the weight room who wouldn't feel comfortable or might feel embarrassed in a gym setting because you might not know how to use a piece of equipment or you're newer or you just haven't done something in a while or you feel weak compared to the people around you. Like I hate that that problem exists because you deserve to be there. So tangent aside, that was a very long tangent, but I think it is something that we have to continue talking about to change the narrative. But because of those comment sections, because of all of this that we see on social media, it can make us feel even worse about our place in that weight room. It can make us feel even more like we do not belong until we get to some destination. That is often a feeling that I hear and it's reinforced in the comment section. So I'm not surprised. It's not your fault. But we need to change this narrative because you belong. But what I hear a lot is, I will go and lift weights at the gym or I'll start going to the gym once I lose 20 pounds or once I hit this weight or once I hit this size, that's when I'll belong and that's when I can go there because I look a certain way. As if the gym is like one of those rides at an amusement park where you have to be this tall to ride, right? It's not that you have to be this size to enter a gym. And yet we've created that narrative for ourselves that people in larger bodies or people with a specific body type or people who are newer or beginners just don't belong. But then my question to you is how the hell are you ever supposed to get there? How the fuck are you ever supposed to get to the point where you feel fit enough to be in a gym? If you can't be in a gym, yes, you can do so much at home and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I think that that's great for so many of us. Like I think that working out at home is an excellent alternative. But I also believe that we should be able to get past this fear of the gym setting because there is magic that can happen in a gym. I truly believe that for everybody because of the community that it can provide, because of the access to resources and equipment that does not exist in your home, 
because of the in-person nature, there's so much energy that is involved once you step foot into a gym. And if it's not right for you, that's totally okay. But don't let it not be right for you simply because of fear. That's what I want to talk about today. Somehow we're eight minutes in, but I still want to talk about how to feel more comfortable in this space. So let's dive into a few ways that we can actually achieve this. And they're simple, I promise. Okay, so first thing, when you join a gym, or if you've been there for a while, but maybe you've only been using the cardio equipment and the other pieces of the gym are new to you, ask an employee to give you a general tour of said gym, or at least an area in the gym so that you can gain familiarity with a comfortable person. So somebody who works there, you're not going to have to feel embarrassed or odd kind of wandering around and looking at things because they're giving you a structured tour. That can give you an idea of how things are laid out. It just helps with some of the comfort in interacting with that space. And the other option, if you've already gotten a tour, you kind of feel comfortable with how the space is actually laid out. You can always just ask employees to show you how to use specific pieces of equipment. So if you look around in that weight room and you're like, I have no idea what that thing is or how it works at all, and you don't want to have to stand there and kind of read the description and try and figure it out on your own, you could always ask employees to show you how to use things. So that is one option. The other way that I actually learned a lot about pieces of equipment and how things actually worked in the weight room is by simple observation. Now, this might sound kind of creepy or kind of weird. So see how you feel about doing this. But especially back in my like cardio queen days, typically your pieces of cardio equipment are around the weight room. You have some sort of vantage point from that space, typically. So if you do, you can post up on your typical machine that you like to use or just get on something closer to the weight room and just see how other people are using equipment. It's a really easy way to notice where the weight plates go, uh, where the safeties are, um, how the machine actually works, what muscles it seems to be working. So like watching somebody set up a hack squat machine and using it tells you a whole lot about how to use that, that piece of equipment. Now, of course, you have people in the gym that don't actually know what they're doing. So you have to be cautious and careful about who you're observing and who you're mimicking. But it can at the very least just give you a little bit more confidence when approaching a piece of equipment that was unfamiliar beforehand. Posting up on a piece of cardio equipment and kind of watching the weight room is also another great way to wait for a piece of equipment or a space that you actually need in that weight room without having to be that person that just like stands there because that can feel really awkward, especially in the beginning of this journey for you. So like waiting for a squat rack, for example, feels really weird when you're just standing there. So if you can post up somewhere like on a piece of cardio equipment and just watch that that squat rack so that when they're done, you make your way over, that works really well. All right, so we've talked about getting a tour of the gym, just kind of gaining that familiarity and then watching others to see how pieces of equipment are used. That's one great way. But this kind of goes along the same vein of a really important tip that I have for you if you're newer, especially in this space, which is make sure that you step into that room with a plan and having looked up the movements beforehand. Now, as I'm saying these, it does make me think, I just want to give you a little bit of an aside here. None of these things are like rules to the weight room. Like, I don't want you to think that anything I'm telling you is how you have to do things. Everything I'm telling you are just little tips or tricks that you can use to feel a little bit more comfortable. So none of this is a rule. You are 100% allowed to go to the gym without a plan and look it up as you go and kind of sit on a bench and look up the movements or something like that, as long as you're being respectful of the other people in that space. So there is such thing as like weight room or just gym etiquette in general. 
And I'll maybe briefly talk about that at the end or make a whole other episode about gym etiquette so that you can feel more comfortable with that as well, because sometimes we just don't know. But these are just tips and little tricks that you can use. So just know that that these aren't like hard and fast rules that if you aren't doing them, then you don't belong kind of deal. But it's really, really helpful to have a plan when you walk into the weight, weight room so that you aren't the person kind of wandering around aimlessly, just sitting on a random piece of equipment and kind of moving a couple barbells or uh, like pulling at a cable machine and moving on to something else without any said like structure. If you have an actual workout plan or program in place when you step in, into that weight room, you are bound to feel a lot more comfortable because you have guidance and you also are way more likely to get the results that you're looking for because when we just aimlessly move weights around, it's unlikely that we're going to get any results out of it. Yes, you are moving your body and using muscles and that's great, but adding in structure and building some sort of program is a really helpful way to make sure that you're actually going to get the gains and the goals that you are looking for in that space. Because if you just aimlessly move around and you don't get the results, you're way more likely to just step out of that weight room and think it's not for me. So try and have some sort of plan. There are lots of options on how to get these. One is to find something online that seems fitting for you. Um, you can build out some sort of plan or use somebody else's. There's lots of people on social media that will share workouts or things like that. Another service that I absolutely love and highly recommend is an app called Playbook. I really should just be like affiliated with them at this point, but I am not. But Playbook is a really awesome app where you pay a monthly or a yearly fee. It's pretty small compared to like fancy programs or working specifically one on one with someone. And you get access to all of these different trainers because they all house their workouts on this one app. So you can find the trainers that you actually enjoy and follow them for their own workouts. Very strength focused, but there are also lots of programs that involve bar and yoga, uh, cardio, HIT. Like there are lots of different programs, but I really love it for the bodybuilders and the weightlifters on there because they have structured programs built out for me. I don't have to think about it. As a personal trainer myself, this is something I've come to really enjoy is programming for myself, but I still sometimes will rely on other people's programming because they have different brains than I do. So they just come up with different ideas or different moves, and it's a really cool way to learn from others. But it's really awesome if you don't know what to do at all in a gym and you're not looking for something that's really expensive. I think Playbook is maybe $100 if you pay for the whole year, but otherwise it's like 12 bucks a month or something like that. The other piece that I really like about going with something like Playbook or some sort of app where you have programming built, built out for you is that a lot of them, especially Playbook, I can specifically speak to this one, uh, most of the trainers will tell you what the movement is. So they'll say like 10 reps of bench press, for example. And then there's usually a little video that goes along with the movement and shows you exactly how to do it. There's usually a description too. So it's a lot of the really great trainers will tell you like, if you don't have access to a barbell, you can use two dumbbells, you can use this, like here's how to do it with a resistance band. The trainers in there are epic. So my favorites, if you're like taking notes and you want to get this app for yourself, my favorite trainers are Sam Sweeney, Sweeney Fitness, my favorite of all time. Uh, Julian Smith is another really great one, way more bodybuilding focus, but lots of creativity there. And then Claire Thomas is another one that I absolutely love. She has more like hit and like running movements, but lots of bodybuilding and powerlifting too. 
If you missed any of that and you need this information, just shoot me a message on Instagram and I will send you all of my favorites and the link and all the things. But I will try and also just put playbook in the show notes so you can check it out. But that's one option. And then the other option is to work with an actual trainer. Uh, this can also be really great just to start. You don't That doesn't mean you have to spend your whole time in the weight room working with the trainer. But if you even just work for a short period of time, a few sessions with a personal trainer, that's going to help you just feel more comfortable, again, with the equipment and the space and the movements that you're doing. Because that is 90% of the game. There is no like rocket science. You do not need a degree to step into a weight room. It is not it doesn't have to be all of that all that complicated. It's really about feeling confident and comfortable in the space. That is the biggest barrier. And once you can get past that, it's much better. So even just working with a personal trainer for a short time to build that comfort up is really helpful. And then also the other option nowadays, especially, is working with a coach virtually, like me. I would love to work with you. Uh, but shameless plug. But Working with someone who is a personal trainer who has the certifications and experience that can help support you virtually is another option too. Yes, I am not there with you in person as much as I would love to be, but working with a coach allows us to create a program that is specifically designed for you as an individual, unlike a lot of these other generic programs that everyone can use. We can design a program that's specific to you. We'll talk about everything else that goes on behind the scenes, like nutrition and mental health, stress relief, like all of those things are encompassed in a coaching program. And on top of that, we'll talk about confidence. We'll talk about your comfortability in the space that you're in. We can walk through how to use certain pieces of equipment. When you're going into the gym and you're feeling like you're scared or you're anxious or you don't know what to do, that's when you can message your coach and get a little pump up from them. Like there's so much support that happens in coaching. I, as a coach, of course, I have a bias, but I am a strong advocate for coaches in general. I have coaches because I think that there's such power that exists be between having somebody who is there to just support you as an individual, as well as just hold you accountable and give you their knowledge. Like those are the cheat codes to all of this. So working with some sort of support, whatever version works for you is really helpful so that you have structure in that setting, so that you have a plan walking in. And then if you don't do any of these things, but you have a general idea of what you're gonna do that day, it's really helpful, even if you aren't using the app or anything else, to look up the movements that you're going to do before you go to the gym. Because then it just creates a space where you don't have to do that thing where you're like wandering around and staring at the diagram on the side of the piece of equipment, which is totally fine to do. I've done it multiple times when I don't know how to use something, but it's really helpful for your own confidence and comfort if you already have an idea of how to use the piece of equipment. When you are using a new piece of equipment, be sure to try it a couple times without adding any weight. That is a really great way to make sure that you are safely able to use that machine before you ever add anything heavy. I think that's a common mistake is that we all just want to jump into our set. But if you're not extremely comfortable with the safeties and how everything else works, that's when you can get into a dangerous situation and that's not what we want. So just to recap a few of these Talk to an employee, get a tour, get a general idea of how the floor is laid out. You can ask about any pieces of equipment you're not comfortable with, or you can observe others using those so you can have a better understanding of how they work. 
You can look up movements before you walk into the gym and feel a little bit more comfortable there, but it's really helpful to have a plan. And you can look up programs online, you can use certain apps, or you can work with a coach. That's also really helpful, at least in the beginning phases, so that you can gain that confidence that you need to feel comfortable in the space. Also, as I repeat that, just as an aside, a lot of gyms today, you often get like a free session, like one free session with a personal trainer because they want to rope you into a package, of course, but that one session is a really helpful place to try out pieces of equipment, to work with the trainer, to gain that comfort, even if you don't plan on working with them further. So take advantage of things like that too. Okay, just a few more. Another question to ask your front desk staff is when the off-peak times are, because it's really helpful to go to the gym when there aren't a lot of people around, especially as we are experimenting with a new space or trying something else. When it's really crowded and you have to compete for equipment, it's really discouraging and it can make you feel embarrassed to be there or like you don't belong and it kind of can make you just throw in the towel. So try and go during off-peak times. And again, you can ask your front desk, desk staff when that usually is they usually have a good idea. Oftentimes it's not like 6 p.m. like right after work and it's not like right before work. Those two times are usually pretty busy. After COVID, honestly, sometimes it's a free-for-all. I've seen lunch times where it's really busy. Like there's all sorts of places that it's busy nowadays because our schedules and structure has changed, which is a beautiful thing. But just ask your front desk staff when the off-peak times are and try as much as you can to go during those. And then if you can go during an off-peak time, try and set up in a quiet area. It's really helpful if you have a plan that is simple enough that just involves like dumbbells or kettlebells or, or a certain piece of equipment. You only need a bench and these few things where you can gather those pieces of equipment and find a quiet space and just be by yourself and not have to worry about moving around and using other pieces of equipment, especially as you just gain confidence in the weight room itself. If you haven't noticed, a lot of this, a lot of the advice is all about just taking up your deserved space in that weight room and doing it over and over until you just feel comfortable there. It's just putting in those reps. If you are choosing to film too, which I am still working on my own comfort with this, so this isn't easy for me either. But if you were choosing to film yourself, which can be really helpful to teach you about form and everything else and to post and whatever else you're going for, that's also a really important piece is making sure that you do have a quiet space so that you aren't necessarily filming other people in the gym. Because I do think we need to be respectful that other people don't want to be filmed. And now that I keep saying this, we will have a whole other episode on gym etiquette. I think that will be helpful because it's not, there's no book. Nobody tells you all the all the things, right? But people get upset if you don't know the gym etiquette. I, I don't know. Gym culture can be really toxic, but there's also really amazing people in that space too. I have had beautiful interactions with people in the weight room, both men and women. So there's really great people in there. I know we see a lot of scary stuff online, but it can be a safe space, especially if you find a gym where you are supported and feel welcome. That is key. So explore different gyms in your journey too. You don't have to stay at the same one. Even if it is like a big box gym, there are lots of them. So there are definitely different ones that some of them feel better than others. And that's going to depend on the individual. That's going to depend on your area of specialty. So for example, just as another side for me, I feel very comfortable in a weight room, but there was one gym that we toured. It was definitely like a grungy old school like bodybuilding gym, which I thought was going to be really awesome, but I didn't really feel 
uncomfortable there for some reason. And maybe it's just a vibe and pay attention to those that your gut telling you something. But I just didn't feel like it was the right space for me to set up and feel as comfortable as I like to feel in a gym. Even as someone who feels confident with the pieces of equipment, there are just different spaces that don't feel best. So pay attention to those and just find a gym that feels like best for you, feels comfortable for you, feels welcoming, people seem friendly. And if you ever are bullied in a gym or treated poorly, I really hope I I highly encourage you to report that because those sorts of pieces of behavior should not be tolerated. And if they are tolerated in that gym, then that's not the gym for you. And then last tip, which I probably should have mentioned earlier because it's a really good one. But in the beginning, especially try and bring a friend with you, even if they aren't doing the same thing as you, even if they're not in the weight room, it feels better to have someone there that you know. And if they are doing the program with you, which is the ideal, that's even better, then it just helps because you guys can focus on your own world and you don't have to worry about what everyone else is doing around you. I definitely used to always go with my husband in the beginning. That was what helped me feel comfortable was that he was there. We weren't doing the same workout at all, but He was just there with me so that in between sets or if I was feeling awkward, I could go up to him and know that I had a safe place to be. That can be really helpful. And it also just helps with accountability in general. We already know that. So try and bring a friend, at least in the beginning, as you get comfortable, especially if that friend is really experienced in the weight room. That's really helpful, too, because they can show you the ropes and then you have your own confidence with those pieces of equipment. All right. Obviously, I could go on forever. I think I have a list of like 10 more things that I could share with you. I tried to share what I think are the easiest and most popular tips when it comes to the beginning phases and really feeling comfortable in that space. But weightlifting and strength training are literally my passion areas. Like I, they changed my whole life. And so I feel really strongly about encouraging other women to to step into that space and and realize just how strong they are. Because cardio equipment is really cool. It's great for endurance and everything else. Honestly, I say that and I really hate cardio now. But cardio equipment has its place. But there is something so special to me about watching women move weight around because you can see like empowerment. You can see confidence build. That's how I build most of my confidence is in the weight room. And it just translated to every other area of my life because there's something about moving weight around and proving to yourself just how strong you are that makes you think, if I can be strong in there, I can be strong over here at my job with my kids, with my family. I can be strong about my boundaries. Like there is something really empowering about lifting weights, especially for women. And I am just so passionate about it. So any questions that you have, anything you think we should add to this list, like anything you got, please reach out to me. If you are looking for some extra support and you already listen to this podcast, like I'm your girl. I would love and be honored to work with you. I have spots open for one-on-one coaching. I am now doing three and six-month programs, so we can design an entire program for you and work with you specifically, figure out what your goals are, build that lean muscle that you're looking for without ever counting calories, doing macros. I I don't prescribe diets. We aren't doing that here. There will be no rules and restriction, but I can still help you reach your goals in a way that's gonna feel good for the rest of your life. My goal as a coach is to help you build up a lifestyle where you no longer need me. I will always want to work with you, but I want you to not need me at all. That is my goal as a coach. So if that sounds interesting to you, please reach out to me. There's an application in the show notes as well. And if you fill that out, we can just jump on a discovery call and kind of figure out if we're a good fit or not. If you're listening, I assume we would be because you somehow got through this 27 minutes of me rambling. 
if you enjoy this rambling, like just wait for my coaching. I promise, as I say that, I promise I don't waste anyone's time. I am much more structured and to the point as a coach, but my brain is a really interesting place to exist. So if you vibe with this, then you're going to vibe with my style of coaching because it is not polished and perfect in any way, shape, or form. The one promise I can make to you is that I care so deeply about the women that I work with, that I'm going to be aggressively on your side, cheering you on in whatever journey you choose to take. That is my job as your coach, is to be by your side and giving you the resources and support that you need, but also being the cheerleader, also being the person that you can vent to, also being the person who just hypes you up and cares about you deeply. That is who I am and that is my role as a coach. Tejas is whining in the background. I'm so sorry if you can hear that, but Either way, I hope that these tips are really helpful for you. I really just want to see more women in the weight room. I would love it if we became the majority, and I think we freaking can because we are very strong. We are incredibly powerful and worthy and deserving, and I want to see you there. So any way that I can support you and help you, coaching or not, please reach out to me. I will answer any questions that you have, and I hope that you guys have a really great day. I will see you next time, girl. Go take this world by storm. Thank you so much for allowing me to take up a little bit of your brain space today. Like seriously, it means the world to me. If you connected with this episode, it would be amazing if you could share it with your friends and tag me at Ashley O Show so that I can personally thank you. That way, we can build an army of badass women who believe in themselves that will take the world by storm. I cannot wait to see what we make possible.